Hi there, this is Daniel Eccles, and you're listening to the Learned Opportunity Podcast. We're here to help you gain more opportunities in your personal and professional life. Jason Alcott is who we are talking to today. I met him as we were on an online course, and it's just a, a person that I'm so thankful to have met Jason. He and I are interested in the same sort of stuff. He really interestingly works uh, in construction in, in gutters. His company puts gutters on houses in British Columbia, which if you know anything about British Columbia, it's a rainforest up there. So kind of like Seattle where it rains all the time, that's what happens over there as well. So definitely a lot of gutters needing to be installed. But he also has written a book recently called The Sewing Principle. And this is about personal development and spiritual development. And it's mixing both of those two areas together to come to the same conclusion that the things that you're doing today, the little things that you're doing right now are things that make big impact and change on your life. So he's going to talk to us a little bit about that and about his book, The Sewing Principle. We're going to talk about what it is that you are managing, what are the gifts, the things that you have been given, and what are you going to do with the things that you have been given to manage. And those things, how you behave, what you do with them, where will that lead you? Overall, who are you becoming by doing the things that you are doing with the gifts that you have been given? So if you want to make an impact, are you becoming the kind of person that is going to make an impact? So we're going to talk to Jason Alcott a little bit about that. And thank you so much for listening. Hey, this is actually going to be the last episode of season two. I'll be uh, on next Friday just to tell you a little bit more about the season two wrap up and about what you can expect from future episodes of the Learned Opportunity podcast. I'm already lining up some some guests for season three. I think it's going to be a really great season. So thank you. All right, let's listen to this episode with Jason Alcott. Hi there, this is Daniel Eccles, your host in the Learned Opportunity Podcast, where we help you gain more opportunities in your personal and professional life. And today is Jason Alcott. We were taking a class together online. It was a pleasure to meet him. And he has recently written a book called The Sewing Principle, which is a framework for looking at all the things that God's blessed you with, all that he's calling you to, and how you can discern if you're moving towards or away from his will for your life, or, or kind of how I like to put it, what do you manage? What are you gonna do with it? And where will you end up after you do so? So that sort of thing. I don't know, Jason, what do you what do you think? Is that a, a, a decent sum? I love it. No, that's good. <laughs> I like it. You break it down, keep it simple. Yeah, what, what, what's in your control? What do you manage? What are you gonna do with it? Right, and then where, and if you do manage it properly, where's that gonna put you? you yeah. Know, five, 10, 15 years down the road, that, that, you're dead on. What are you gonna get? What's the harvest that you're going to get? Yeah, yeah. So, what, what are you gonna get? Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, that's like a little thing about you, but listeners will know that I like to ask, like, what, what's actually important for people to know about you, Jason? 
Yeah, for sure. No, appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity to have me on, Daniel. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's kind of, it's fun to get to know people from all over the country. And that's been happening actually all over the world. Having written this book, I, I spoke with a lady in Nigeria yesterday. It's oh, just incredible cool. who you get to connect with when you when you're, when you're kind of looking to uplift and encourage people. So for people to know about me, I'm in my early forties, which still surprises me when I say that. It surprises um, me seeing you on the zoom yeah. screen. Well, people can't see me. So they listen to the voice. They'll be like, Oh, maybe that guy sounds like might be 40. <laughs> yeah. So for 41 this year. So that's fun. I have, I have married, been married for six years. I recently mistakenly told somebody I've been married for seven years. And my wife's like, no, 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 it's only been six. I'm like, well, apparently it feels like longer to me. Um, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> she, she didn't think that was funny. Yeah, exactly. In a great way. It's like the best part of my life. And then I have three little girls. And so that, you know, between my, my home life and, and my family, that's, that's huge, huge for us. Mm. So I got a four-year-old, I got a three-year-old and I got a seven-week-old baby girl. So wow. I am just highly, amazingly blessed. And that, that's a big part of it. I also, I work in my day-to-day. -day. I, I run a construction company that installs gutters on houses here in Vancouver. So we live in a rainforest. So it's a pretty big business up here. I've got about uh, 30, approximately 30 staff on the team that I help oversee. And so that's a big part of my day-to-day. -day. So all of this in is in and then I, I've been writing this book and I do uh, YouTube videos to, to kind of uplift and encourage people. That's really where my passion lies and mm -hmm. uh, where I see, you know, kind of moving more into the future is uplifting and encouraging people that way. Oh, I guess uh, you're, you're talking in your book, The Sewing Principle. How did connect that for me with how do you get a book and you're doing construction and gutter work? Like what, what, What's the path there? <laughs> yeah, totally right. So, so I only, I've only started working, I've been working with this company here for the last, I think it's been six years now. I and mean, I came on board when some owners bought the business. And I previously, I have a business uh, degree and background, but I'd never been in the construction field before. So really I, my, my area of focus has always been in working with people. And this is a great mm -hmm. company full of incredible people. And that's that I get the opportunity to work with. They just happen to do construction. That just happens to be the field that they're in. You know, previous to this, I was working with a medical company that worked in hearing aids. And I didn't know anything about hearing aids either, but I worked with a great team of people there that were supporting, you know, a number of stores across Canada and, and all this stuff, but you're working with people. And that's sort of where my, my passion and, and skill set has, has come out in learning different leadership principles. And, but always in the back of my mind for many, many years, I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a book about the intersection between you know, what do we know about personal growth mm. and what do we know about spiritual growth? And, and we, you know, we read about these things in the Bible and there's a real intersection and overlap between a lot of concepts that I think are out there. And one of them being just the importance of what we do daily. And there's a lot of really great books about that. Some of them obviously in the spectrum of my faith and, and, and quote unquote Christian books, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of great books out there that aren't necessarily written by Christian authors that have some really great insights into how we can improve ourselves and improve different areas of our life. And I, so the sewing principle for me is sort of a bit of an intersection of some of those things that I knew from both of these fields of mm. studying leadership in a secular capacity and also growing in my faith through church and, and school and, and, and various points in my life. So that's really what kind of brought me to that point where it's like, I, want, I wanted to do something. I wanted to create something. I wanted to write something. And it took me a while to get there, but but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I mean, it doesn't take a faith-based book or a secular book to tell you the truth necessarily is that we're all becoming something or someone. Totally. Yes. And, and one quote that I liked from your book, just in the introduction there, you were talking about that you would like to be a husband and you were writing down qualities of a future wife that you would enjoy. And then you realized though, that the woman that you would want, a woman that has those qualities, 
you said would never marry the man that you were <laughs> or totally. in, the, in the present you said a woman like this will never marry the man I am today. So yeah, I, you're, but that's a great realization of like, uh, you're, if you're wanting to become somebody that would sow <laughs> a, a yeah. wife uh, and be a husband and that yes. what could, what needs to change today? Yeah, it was a, it was a huge turning point for me in my life in recognizing, you know, you can, I'm a big believer in having goals and dreams and, and getting those things up and getting them in front of you. I think that's been sort of brought up in my, in a, you know, the way that I was raised. Now, when you look at those goals and dreams, you know, when I look at things and I'm not just talking about cars or houses, I'm talking about, you know, the type of impact you'd like to have, the type of mm -hmm. person that you'd like to become, you know, the type of uh, spouse that you'd like to have one day. But if you can't see the type of, of man or woman, you know, the type of man that actually embodies and lives that type of life, you got to look at that, that guy, you know, that, okay, so you want to be married to this woman and she's going to be, you know, a woman of character and a woman who impacts the community and an incredible mother. Well, what type of, of a man is, is that woman going to be married to? <laughs> well, she's going to be married to a guy who's, you know, got integrity. He's a stand-up guy who, you know, who goes the extra mile for his family and all of these sort of things. And I started to look at that and that was where, you know, God really spoke to my heart. He's like, yeah, mm. you've got this list of things that you'd like to have your wife have as like core values and things like that, but you're not living out that yourself. So you're not, you're not going to be able to attract somebody like that into your life. Right. And, and if you met my wife today and, you know, hope one day you would get that opportunity, but like i batted way out of my league. Like my wife is incredible. She's absolutely amazing. And people, you know, you look at her and you're like, she's, I don't know how Jason did that. I don't know either. That's a God thing. But it, it expands to so much more than just my wife. But like, I think so many people, when I talk to them, especially younger people, early twenties, kind of that area, they want to make an impact mm -hmm. and okay, great. So you want to make an impact. Are you the type of person? Are you becoming the type of person that is going to make an impact? Are mm. you making the tiny little daily decisions that are going to allow you to grow into that person? Um, and it, we think sometimes it needs to be these big, massive things, massive th things in our lives that need to change, but it's not, it's often the little tiny things like spending time in your Bible every day or reading a, a book every day that helps you grow personally, or listening to great podcasts like this that help you grow, help expand your perspective. And they're not massive things. They're little tiny things that happen consistently over time that build the person that you want to become. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that you also said something along that of you weren't necessarily a terrible guy <laughs> I was doing no. <laughs> all sorts of terrible bad things or anything, but the, what you had always heard from people, whether it was at church or school or, or wherever was, wow, it, you know, Jason, he's got a lot of potential. And I feel like a lot of listeners might have heard that same thing and youth group. I heard it myself of just like, yeah. oh yeah, Daniel, he's, He's a leader. He's got a lot of potential. I'm really excited to see where he goes. And but then you kind of get to a point where you're just like, okay, everyone's been saying that, but why am I not there yet? It's a it's a huge I think it's a it's a real question. I think sometimes we create this sort of limit on ourselves mm -hmm. when we, when we hear stuff like that because you're in youth group is an excellent example. Okay. And you're expressing some sort of leadership tendencies. So people are seeing a gifting and a skill set inside you. And I believe that God's given every single one of us a gift, a, you know, yeah. gifting and skill set that he wants us to be able to use. And the first sort of instances are starting to come out, right? When you're a young person and people are saying, wow, you know what? You've got a gift there. You've got a skill set there. Now what happens, unfortunately, in my experience, and I've lived this myself is that I think I've got the gift, 
And then so I just kind of sit and wait for life to happen. Like all these incredible things are just going to come to me because I'm a natural born leader, right? Great. I've got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got it. Here I am. I've arrived, you know, okay, yeah. where's, where's all these opportunities? You know, when you talk about it and op- this, I learned opportunity podcast. I love that. Well, where are all the opportunities? Here I am. Here's my skill set. And so often that's just scratching the surface, right? Mm. You're just barely touching the surface of, okay, so you might have a, you know, a skill set and being a leader or being a worship, you know, leader where you're very gifted musically. Okay. But now you actually got to go put the work in to actually become who that person is, who embodies that person. And that's where I think, you know, if you've got that little natural gifting and so many of us do, right. That natural gifting that gets identified early in life, don't get caught in that, that all of a sudden you got it all figured out. (laughs) Yeah. Now you actually get to go do the work, right? The opportunity, the opportunity is not in the gift itself. It's in the use of the gift. Yes. The purpose. You can be a leader and have a leader's gifting, whatever that is. (laughs) A lot lot of different opinions on that, I'm sure. Um, But you you can have patience or be maybe a little bit more naturally suited to be a patient person, but the patience is not necessarily useful unless it's actually happening. Learn learning how to apply it. How are yeah. you applying it in the right situations? Yeah, and growing in that, right? Which I mean goes to your your framework here. Looking at what God has blessed you with, what are these gifts? What what is it that you have been given to manage these skill sets and these abilities? How how would one begin to figure that out? Yeah, start with the most basic things. We have the opportunity to manage our thoughts. I I really think that. People aren't necessarily always aware, but you actually Mm. can choose what it is that you're thinking about. The human brain is conditioned and wired in such a way, and you would probably understand this much better than I am with your background, but you can't think about two things at the same time. Yeah. So when you're having a negative thought or a negative, you're you're going through that, and that, you know, those negative thoughts create negative feelings, create negative emotions, you know, and so on and so forth. In most instances, if you can start to change your thought pattern or start to think about something that puts you in a better direction. You can't hold two of these thoughts, negative thoughts at the same time. Mm -hmm. So can you think about something that's more positive? So the first thing that I always like to start with, because so much flows out of that is getting control of your thoughts and and recognizing that you actually do have control Mm -hmm. there. And I think that's a new thing for a lot of people. If you've never heard that before, but you can actually lay in some foundational things there that allows you to have more positive thoughts. Now, from that now you've got sort of thoughts flowing into your words and like, what are you speaking? What are you, what are you actually speaking into the world? And what are you saying to and about yourself? You know, if you're telling yourself that you suck at sports for, you know, the first 20 years of your life, you know, you create these reinforcing beliefs and, mm-hmm. but you actually get a choice. You don't have to continue to say these things to ourselves. So we, we get to steward our thoughts and our words and then eventually your actions. And so I, I think a lot of along those lines and start with that because we're all given those, that, that gift, that gift to be able to manage our thoughts and think, you know, think about that. And then the biggest one that I think that we, we have this opportunity with right now is, is, is to how do you stewarding the time that you're given? Mm. So, and I mean, being, being a father, being a husband, people look at me and then writing a book and every once in a while I get the comment, well, how the heck did you do that? You know, how do you, how do you have the time? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, we, we were, we were all given 24 hours in a day. <laughs> nobody was given any more. Nobody was getting any less. And still with everything that all the incredible things that I get to do in my life, you know, I still was able to watch like an hour of Netflix last night with my wife before we went to bed. Now, could I have used that time doing something different? I absolutely could have, 
um, and maybe should have, but not necessarily like not that it was good or bad, but it's like we have this flex time in our lives and we all mm-hmm. have it, but we just don't necessarily want to recognize it. I have no time to, you know, read a good book or I've got no time to listen to a great podcast. I'm just too busy. Well, really, really? like do an audit, like take a look, right? Yeah. You know, take a look at the time and how are you spending that time? And then, you know, what are you consuming in that time? And yeah, so, so in that, and then in that, I think you start to recognize where your gifts are. Right? You start to recognize things that you're passionate about. You start to recognize the directions that you want to go. And I've always sort of looked at gifts as like, you know, these seeds that God's given you. And like we kind of talked about, you know, it's one thing to have the seeds, but you got to actually put them into action. You actually have to go and, and put them into practice. So if you think that you want to do more public speaking, you know, go find a Toastmasters club, right? Give, it, give, find, give yeah. yourself the opportunity to be challenged, put yourself out into the market, you know, to take your gifts and skills. If you believe that you want to be on the worship team at church, you should be practicing every day and then give yourself the opportunity to, 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 to be on the, you know, the backup team or to, to be there at a moment's notice, right? If they ever need anybody to fill in, right? So maybe you don't get on the team right away, but maybe there's a chance to jump in in the future. You just got to start to kind of angle and put yourself in position where you can have those opportunities when they do come up, you're ready, right? Yeah. You know, yes. you're ready. You've been sewing into that gifting. You've been, you've been learning about that gifting that God's given you. And, and maybe you're not experiencing all of the opportunities that you think you should right away, but you got to keep, you got to keep growing that skill set. You got to keep developing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. So uh, th- that's figuring out with like, what is it that you, you manage? And then that kind of goes into already, like, what are you going to do with it? Now, yeah. after you have been blessed with these gifts, how do you discern if you're moving towards that? Like, what are you going to do with it? So how do you know if you're in the headed the wrong direction? You know, like, uh, I, I think in my personal experience, and I don't know where all of your listeners are, but if I am being engaged in my relationship with Christ and I'm like spending time in his word every day, he's, he's talking to me through his word. And I just, you just, you know, when you're moving in the right direction, I don't know how to describe it in a lot of a better way, but my relationship with Christ is exactly that. It's a relationship. So there's a two-way conversation. So that means that I'm talking to him about the things that are going on in my life and asking questions. And then I'm allowing him to speak into my life by being in his word each day. So I'm allowing the, the possibility of him to encourage me in a direction or to maybe make things clear to me that I should be moving in another direction. You're not always going to get it right either. That's the other thing we have to be willing to make mistakes, right? Because that's how we learn. So I think sometimes we can get too caught up in, well, what if I'm doing the wrong thing? If you're doing something and you're learning from it, you're not necessarily doing the wrong thing. Like if it's yeah. something in your gifting, right? Like <laughs> not like you spoke at the wrong conference or you went to the wrong thing to learn, right? Like, okay, so maybe that wasn't that great experience or you didn't, you know, but it, like if you're not like breaking God's laws or man laws, but you're learning something and, and actually putting yourself out there, I, I don't think you're making a mistake. You mm. just have to continue to learn from it and improve from it. So if I'm a big, you know, one of these people, like I want to make sure I got it all right before I move forward. Like I wanted to make sure that I was a good writer before I wrote a book. Well, you've read a part of my book. Not good. Um, that's I not made, how it works. It, 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 it's, not, it's not how it works. You write and you learn and you grow. And I really hope the next yeah. book can be better than this one. And, and, but if it I wasn't bad at all. One, <laughs> right. But, but if I hadn't written this one, then I can't write the next one where I could have the possibility of getting better. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you got to be in motion. So you're kind of, you, that allows you to help to discern if you're headed in a positive direction. It's, 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 if you're headed in, in the direction of what your purpose is, what your, what your understanding, your values are, does it align with your values? I talk about that in the book. Yeah. You know, you got to do the work to figure out what your values are. And if what you're working on or what you're doing doesn't align with who you are as a person or your values, you know, or your, what you believe your purpose is, 
then then maybe you need to take a, cl- a closer look at it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. So where, where are you headed right now, Jason? What are some things that you are trying to, to sow in this season to prepare for? I am actively trying to sow my ability to take information, to take these sort of concepts that are from both sides of both personal growth and spiritual growth Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out a way to be able to communicate those ideas clearly to people that it can uplift and encourage them to pursue what God's calling them in their life. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I want to be able to take, I love to read. So I want to be able to take the ideas that I'm reading about and I want people to grow in their relationship with Christ. I want people to grow and flourish in the purpose that I believe God has for them. So how can I, take those things and simplify them in such a way, not that they need to be simplified because it's a simple audience, but because I need to be able to convey the message that it allows you to move, right? That, that you actually have tools in your toolbox that you can actually be equipped to go forward. So I'm, I'm doing that by writing more. I'm doing that by creating a, a weekly YouTube video, which just pushes me, even though they're just these short videos that I produce once a week, it pushes me to take an idea and kind of flesh it out and re like, like make mistakes, right? Like I got, I make a lot of mistakes. If you watch the videos, I, I don't get it right, but can I take that idea and be able to convey it in my, what I'm thinking in a clear enough way that it actually can impact and uplift and encourage somebody so that they, they can feel encouraged in their life and in their pursuits. As you know, all this work that you're doing is incredibly vulnerable and hard to, to put yourself out there and do. And I can imagine a lot of potential distractions or limiting beliefs or messages that would prevent you from getting to this point. And this is probably something that listeners are experiencing right now. Like a lot of listeners have something that they know that they care about, but they don't feel like they have what it takes to, to get started. And that, how did you, how did you move past those limiting beliefs and get started on your YouTube, on writing the book, on doing all of the the work that you're doing? Now it's, it's, it's a really good point and a great question because, you know, when I was younger, I would say to myself, well, I'm too young to do something like this or you know, <laughs> I'm too busy or I'm too whatever. Like what are those limiting things going to be? And, you know, I'm, I'm in my early forties. I've got a business background. I'm not I'm not a pastor. I'm not theologically trained, but I want to talk about faith-based ideas. I want to encourage people in their faith. I want to encourage people in their personal growth. So there's a lot of that going, oh man, you know, am I going to put myself out there? What are, what are people going to think? And you know what? It just, you kind of get to the point and the sooner, I wish I could have realized it sooner, but the people that are supposed to be there and be uplifted and encouraged by the message that you are called to bring are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And everybody else isn't going to watch it anyway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're just not going to engage. So there was definitely many points where I was like writing the book and it's, this is such a departure from my sort of, you know, working in business and things like that. And the YouTube is like, not at all anything that, that, you know, that I would have, I think a lot of people were surprised when I started doing that. They didn't expect that from me necessarily, but it's something that had been building inside of me for a long time. Most of the feedback I get is we love it. You know, just keep going. And then anybody that isn't interested in it has just dropped off. They don't. It's not like they've not like we stopped being friends or anything like that. It's just they they choose not to engage with that content. And so be it. That's fine. I think sometimes we think people are thinking about us more than they are. They're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about yourself the most. Nobody else is thinking about you as much as you are. And you're not. You're not doing any. You know. You can learn so much more by being creative by by actually putting yourself out there by trying something new than if you just wait or if you think for that moment that you're going to be ready. I, in my experience, that that moment of being perfectly trained and ready and everything that the world expects doesn't exist. No, 
It really yeah. doesn't. This reminded yeah. me a little bit about, I, I heard Ben Rector talking uh, to Bob Goff on his podcast this week. Uh, yeah. And that reminded me, some, Bob asked Ben Rector something about like the haters. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I always heard like people say that they have all these haters and everything. And he's like, I really haven't experienced that. I, I have people that don't like my music and will comment that comment that they don't like my music but that's like almost a win to that point that my music has gotten to the point where it is reaching beyond the people that i made the music for totally so yeah. if what's preventing you from starting or putting content out there or whatever right. you feel called or led to do are, are the haters well you're not going to get there until you've been successful yeah, yeah. i haven't had any <laughs> Any negative comments? Yeah. Well, I had one person write me shush on a TikTok video or something like that. And I was like, so I was talking about my relationship with Christ. And I, that's my closest hater <laughs> comment I've had thus far. And I was like, all right, that's cool. I'm like, I don't know who that person is. But, but even you know, then, was, the algorithm yeah, then knows like, them well enough that they're curious yeah. and that you are actually probably a good fit. They, they still watch the video. So I was like, sweet, that's cool. You know, I reached somebody that's, you know, not in my immediate circle. I was excited, you know, I'm like, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You think you're going to put something out there and you're going to have a lineup of people that disagree with you it doesn't work <laughs> well either that or or maybe the yeah. algorithm showed you because they they get a lot of enjoyment out of shushing people <laughs> in that space I don't know. <laughs> who knows but either way you're adding value so keep totally. it up jason I was, I, was, I was excited about it i thought it was funny so so what are you learning about uh, right now just through this journey that's a good question i am learning to be patient you know, we talked about patience earlier in this, learning to be patient. And, and it's even, you know, I've learned that in many points in my life, but building up and being is you got to be consistent and it's not about an end goal, right? Like when I look at the YouTube mm. videos, sometimes people are asking me the question, well, how long are you going to do that for? I'm like, I don't know right now. I love it. I, I have no plans of stopping. And they're like, are you waiting for like a certain point or a certain number of views or a certain number of subscribers? I'm like, that means nothing to me. This is where I feel like I'm called to be. So I'll just continue to create content once a week until I feel God tells me to do something different. But for now, there's no destination in mind in there. And I think that's been a, a real good shift for me. I've been, like we talked about, you know, survey goal and destination focused at various points in my life. And now I'm mm. much more identity focused. Who do I want to be? Yeah. Who do I want to be as a husband? Who do I want to be as a father? Who do I want to be in business? Who would I like to be in supporting my community? And it's taking me a while to get to that point where it's so much more about who I want to be and much less about where I'd like to end up. Yeah, I love that. It's like I've said before, it's a difference between someone who has a goal of running a 5K and someone who's a runner. 100%. Someone yeah. who meets that goal of running 5K, runs the 5K, and then they drop off. Yeah, <laughs> they're, right? yeah. they're not yeah. fit, they're not running it. But the runner can always run a 5K. Because it's what yes. they do. They run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's part of their, it's part of their identity. It's part of who they are. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I love, I love continuing to, to learn about that. And people say things that you hear the journey, you know, enjoy the journey, <laughs> you know, things like that. And I think you got to be honest with people. There are parts of the journey that just aren't fun. Exactly. Right? Like, not at all. Like, and I think <laughs> if you enjoy the journey, you know, before when I was younger and very destination focused, I'm like, I'm not enjoying the journey. I'm not really sure what's going on. Am I supposed, what am I, I must be doing something wrong. Right. To your question right earlier, like, how do you know if you're going the wrong direction? Well, I must be doing something wrong because I'm not enjoying the journey. Well, 
you get to choose to enjoy the journey for starters, but there's, there's parts of life that are just going to challenge you, that are going to push you, that are going to push you out of your comfort zone. And, and by that very nature, they're going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable to get up at five o'clock in the morning for two years and write a book. It's uncomfortable. But then I, you know, I look at the, it, it lined up with who I wanted to become as a person. So I was a writer. So I got up at five o'clock in the morning to write yes. a book because I was a writer and, you know, I continue to write and they you know, it's uncomfortable to continue to carve out the time to create YouTube videos and to create content or, or whatever it is with three kids and a full-time job. Yeah. It's uncomfortable sometimes. I do believe very much that it's a part of who I am as a person and that I, I want to be a content creator. I want to be out there uplifting, encouraging people. So it's mm. part of my identity. So that's why I do it. It's going to be difficult. The journey it, you can enjoy it even when it is difficult though. That, that's totally, that's yep. a, a possibility for sure. But usually it's all the difficult things of life that are worth doing. I get this a, a lot. We are very used to comfort being the end all be all in America. Uh, I don't know yeah. what it's like in Canada, but maybe it's similar. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. yeah we just yeah. want to be comfortable. But then there's this human side to us that has higher virtues that we'd like to also be called to and and those can't necessarily meet with one another all that well so like okay would you rather be comfortable but then not become a person of grace patience gentleness or self-control self-control is a huge one i'd rather be comfortable than have self-control like but there's also a side where i'm just like no i really want to have self-control and be healthy and you know not going over to use a canadian reference not going over and getting my timbits and coffee every day you know like timbits they get me every time every time man (laughs) so good yeah yeah Yeah. so you're you're, you're right I just did a series of videos actually that I'm in the middle of right now. And I don't know when this will come out, but I was talking about, you know, stress and cause we all face challenges mm-hmm. and, and it's a great point to bring up of if your goal in life is to be comfortable, if your goal in life is to remove the stressors and the challenges from your life, you're actually opening yourself up to some, some potentially very dangerous things because you're going to try and create a bubble around you that prevents stress from happening and the very nature of the world that we live in is that things are going to happen. Life is mm-hmm. going to happen. COVID is going to happen and nobody saw it coming, right? You know, all of these different things that are outside of our control. So you can't, comfort can't be the goal, right? Because it makes you too fragile. It makes you too breakable that when things happen that are completely out of your control, you don't, you haven't built up any muscles to be mm. able to withstand and i love the term anti-fragile i'm not sure if you're familiar with that term i have never heard that it's a it's i haven't actually read the book but i'm familiar with the term there's a gentleman by the name of nasim taleb and he wrote he wrote a book called anti-fragile and the opposite of being fragile like we're talking about like being in a comfortable situation and being broken because you're too fragile isn't to be robust or resilient so if you're robust or resilient that would be often be the response of what's the opposite of fragile but in his mind Mm. That means that you would stand in the storm. So like a building that goes through a storm, it stands there, it's very strong, and it's going to be there after the storm passes, but it hasn't, it hasn't changed. So it's kind of robust or resilient. But if you're anti-fragile, what he says is when you go through a storm or a challenge in life, which we all face, you actually come out the other side stronger. Mm. You grow and you develop. And so I love this concept because we are going to be challenged. We are going to face a different 
opportunities in life for us to grow. And But if our mindset is that we're people that are anti-fragile, that we grow and get stronger when we face challenges, then we're always improving. We're always having that opportunity to grow and get better. And we just become more of, I believe, who God's calling us to be. Because if the challenges are going to happen, why wouldn't you want to have a mindset that says, I want to grow through this as compared to just survive it or it breaks me. And when you talk about stress, I think it's really important because we all get stressed. <laughs> right? Yeah. Part of it's part of the deal. So that's really interesting because I mean that's what I like to think about a lot is like how do we get past just surviving and yes. and build off and of life and, grow, and have right? a thriving abundant life, satisfaction that is is true and real and have a quality of life that's based off of endurance. I suppose. Yes. I mean, because endurance is uh, maybe a little different than resilience because mm -hmm. you are gaining endurance and ability. So that muscle is continuing to grow and you be become more enduring over and yes. over and over. And so like there that. is change like that yep. uh, to that, um, which is different than steadfastness, which is another virtue along the same lines, but maybe is a little bit more like the building. It doesn't necessarily yep. change. It's steadfast. Yeah, I, I do like that idea of enduring, seeing things, continuing things when they get difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at, I've been married for six years. Anybody that tells you that marriage is easy is I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Hasn't been my experience. Not easy. Uh, I love it's, I fun. love, it's not easy, but it's fun and it's worth yeah. it, but it's not easy. That means that, you know, we're, we still face challenges as a couple and different opportunities for us to learn and, and, and communication and all mm -hmm. these things. But it's so, it's so incredible, right? It's at the same time, but it's, uh, yeah, you grow through in, in it. It is a, a formational experience in itself right? Yep. Absolutely. But any yeah. of these formational experiences in order to, to get to those higher virtues, it requires withholding from yourself, unlimited freedom and potential to do whatever the heck you want, whenever you want to do it. That's, sure. And that I think is one of the hardest things about it. Why would we choose to put ourselves through something that we would have to build muscle? And a lot of times we're not going to in our culture. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's kind of, yeah. Comfort and freedom, like chasing those mm. two things. I'm like, you're going to find yourself in a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're, I really just, I want to be free to make all my own choices. I'm like, you don't, you really don't. No. <laughs> it's not what you want. You know, I, what, have you read extreme ownership by Jocko Willick? He, he's got a, you know, and discipline is the, is, is the path to freedom there. Like, you mm. know, if you want to get better at something, that means you need to discipline yourself to get better at it. You want to be a better swimmer. You got to get in the pool every day. Mm -hmm. you, know, you want to get better physically. You got to. So now what does that open up for you when you can discipline yourself in certain ways? You know, if you can discipline yourself to be physically active, which is challenging for me as a father of three, full transparency. But if I can challenge myself to, you know, discipline myself to be physically active, then it opens up the freedom that I will be able to continue to play with my kids as they get older. Yeah. Right. But yes. if I choose, well, like, well, I get to free, I'm free. I can choose whatever I want. So I can eat whatever I want and I can live however I want. I don't have to go to the gym. I don't have to do any of that stuff because mm. I'm free. Yeah. Well, you know, talk to me in 10 years and let's see how I'm doing. Right. It's going to be, it's not going to be very free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty limited. <laughs> yeah. It, by not limiting yourself in the small moment right now, you're limiting yourself in the long run in the future for possibilities or opportunities that you wish you could take advantage of, but you don't totally. have the yep. resources, the ability or, or the freedom to actually do that. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. The, I know we've, 
covered a lot of different topics and gotten off topic here. So I hope that's okay. No, it is all under the same, the same vein of personal development, uh, spiritual development. And that's where we find opportunity is is those things. It's, it's not just your professional life, but it's also your personal life. They they go together. We're a whole person, a whole human being. So definitely these are things that I wonder about all the time and think about, and it helps me apply it to then my professional life, my my work and, w- and what I'm doing, especially because what I do is very much having to do with people's personal lives, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Absolutely. Well, what are some suggested resources or next steps for people based off of things that we've been talking about? Yeah, I could recommend like a couple of great books, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Great book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. I only read it maybe for the first time two years ago. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I ran into somebody three, whatever it came out. I ran into somebody right when it came out. And they're like, you got to read this book. And I didn't read it. And I don't know why. And then I've read it probably three or four times over the last two years, because I think that there are some foundational pieces in there that can be applied to any area of life where you'd like to grow. And there are some, I don't want to use, I don't know, it's like life hacks or shortcuts in there, but things that I wish I knew that that can help me that when you do pick an area that you'd like to continue to improve on, there's some really great concepts in there in Atomic Habits, including talking about your identity, the type of person that you are, you know, I'm a runner, right? And that's why you run. I'm a writer and that's why you're right. He talks about that. He's a great job mm-hmm. uh, of that. So that that's a great, a great book. Another one is either one of two books, especially speaking to, to you know, to your audience, to younger people that are kind of coming up and looking for opportunities. Your ability to be able to connect with people mm. is going to be so key to opening up doors of opportunity in your So another book that I've read, I don't even know how many times I've read it. And it's an older book, but it's How to Win Friends and yep. Influence People. <laughs> I knew um, exactly where you were going. <laughs> so like, you're like, listen, I mean, that book is like, if I, I read it, try to read it once a year. It is a classic. Um, if, it's classic, but... As I look back, I have 41 years, so to work, you know, being in the marketplace, working for 20 plus years, so many of the opportunities professionally in my life have come through relationships, mm-hmm. not necessarily through, you know, applying to the right job online mm-hmm. or even maybe a skill set that I brought to the table. But so many doors and opportunities have been opened because I knew someone who knew someone and my ability to connect with and can, you know, so into other people and uplift and encourage other people has opened those doors to gain friendships with people and connections with people. doesn't mean that I'm an introvert. I I don't spend a lot of time with a whole lot of people. Like I've got Mm -hmm. a really core group of people that I spend a lot of time with. And then I've got, you know, a good handful of people that I know fairly well, a good network um, of people that is there for me. And I'm there for them that we can open up doors for each other, but that takes time to build. But in order to do that, you've got to learn how to connect with people. It's kind of the yeah. variable. You know, if you want to be successful in anything, you can tell me you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be, you know, you want to be a scientist, whatever that is, you are going to be improved as a person if you know how to connect with people. Yeah. You're going to rise up and have and more And if you don't know how to connect with people, no. then that's what ends a lot of jobs, ends a lot of relationships. It'll be and so limiting, right? Yeah. It, just, it becomes a lid on your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to open those up. Those would be two two resources I would highly recommend that uh, people plug into. I want to add a, another one too, just based yeah. off of what you were talking about when you were talking about thoughts. It reminded me of Soundtracks by John Acuff. That's a good book. Yes, uh, yeah. To to think about how you can control um, your thoughts and kind of turn down those limiting beliefs that are are going through your mind quite often are the soundtracks of your mind. That's what the point of the book is. So I, I'd recommend that one as well. And Jason, how would listeners, how would, how would they uh, connect with you? 
The best way would be to head over to jasonalcott.com. So that's J-A-S-O-N-A-L-C-O-T-T.com. And, you know, I've got uh, the book on there. I've got a, I send out a weekly newsletter and in the weekly newsletter is super short, but really it's just a link to the weekly YouTube video. But if you go that way and, and actually get the newsletter sent to you every week, then you get the opportunity because I'm also creating other resources as well. I, I created a goal setting workbook over the holidays. I'm, I'm working on a handbook for personal growth that I'm looking forward to giving away here shortly. If you're a part of that newsletter and email list, you'll get those resources to you, you know, right away as soon as they become available. And I'm just, I'm constantly thinking of how can I create something that would uplift and encourage people or give you tools to work on your purpose. So there's going to be a lot more of that coming down the pipeline. So that's where I'd encourage people to go. Perfect. Yeah. Make sure that you subscribe to that uh, instead of waiting to get those resources when they come out because you might forget and there's a missed opportunity totally. right there. Yeah, so you don't want to, you don't want to miss those opportunities, yeah. right? JasonAlcott.com. A-L-C-O-T-T. Dot com. That's right. There it is. No relation to Louisa May Alcott who wrote Little Women. So. Oh, really? Apparently. Okay. Yeah, I, no you relation. know, I didn't think yeah. about that. My, you know, I keep asking my parents, but they said no dice. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You, you haven't seen any of the, the, the income from Little, no, little that Women hasn't Money. Shown up yet. <laughs> no royalties. <laughs> no royalties. Little Women Money coming no, your no, way. No. Well, hey, you know, if you're ever in the great Hoosier state of Indiana, you come on over and yeah. we'll hang out. I would love to. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thanks so much for having me. If I can just affirm you, this is such an incredible thing that you're doing here, Daniel, and sewing into uh, people as just kind of opening their eyes up to different learnings and opportunities. I think the more that people can consume positive content like this, it'll become an outflowing in their life, right? When you can read good things and you can listen to positive things, it, it sort of bubbles up inside you and becomes an outflowing in your life so that you are seeing the opportunities that are sitting right in front of you. So please just continue to do this. It's such an incredible thing to do. Thank you very much. That's really encouraging. I appreciate that you were willing to even listen and uh, send me a message saying, hey, let's do this thing. I yeah, appreciate it. Loving that. your podcast. It's so good. Thank you very much. And listeners, thank you. You're encourage me that uh, you're still here and listening and uh, join us next time as we continue to try to gain more opportunities in your personal and professional life.